Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Start the Beat podcast with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, just wanted to take a quick moment, like I always do, to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Dakota. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and I'm happy you all decided to come back. If you are new to the show, I'm glad you're here too. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. As always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. My friend Ashley is on the show today, and for those of you who don't know Ashley, don't worry. In about an hour or so, you're going to know a lot about her, which is good because she's pretty fucking awesome. I met Ashley back in 2009, I think, through the local music scene and promoting shows, and we've been bros ever since. All these years later, you know, we're still both working in the music scene, but things have changed a little bit for Ashley since our humble days of hardcore back in 2009. She has some really cool shit going on, and I had a lot of fun catching up with her. Typically, I would say some more here, but it's been a long day, and my brain just ain't with it right now. You get the point. You know why we're all here. So how about let's all sit back. Relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! It's recording. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I did this DJ thing. Uh Matt had a, a friend there who brought all of this lighting gear. Yeah. But I think it was just, like, shit that he had, or had access like to. Like, from Spencer's kind no, of No, 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 no. I mean, it was, like, <laughs> legit stuff, like... That's impressive. Like, let me Fuck. The conversation's not necessarily gonna have to start here, but I have to show you the stuff. Um, but the stuff was legit, but the guy, I guess, he just kind of, uh, he just set it up. Yeah. And just, like, hit some presets and just... Was just done. Let it go. Was just done with it. And, like, I overheard him whenever like, somebody was asking about the stuff. He was like, yeah, you know, I think the the one thing that uh, holds a lot of people back from getting into lighting is the cost. Because it's really expensive. But after that, it's easy. Just look at these presets. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, this is going to suck. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's, like, the general consensus when it comes to... I mean, if you want to be, like, a DIY kind of person and, like, bring your own stuff, yeah, it's super expensive to start it off and, like, obviously if you want to start your own company, if you're a DJ, you know, buying your own lights, they're expensive. Here's a... Oh, sick! There was, like, a lot more stuff than that, too. Yeah, like, like like lasers and things and stuff. (laughs) And, I mean, like, it looked really cool, but it was all just kind of doing the same thing all night. Like, it would have been, you know, he could have, like, he could have, like, done some things where, like, you know, like, he changed the mood and, like... Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing, like... Like, going... Where it gets difficult with, you know, people that do their own lights like that and just bring it to events. It looks like shit. But then there's people like me who actually care, like... Whenever I'm at Smalls and stuff, I purposely don't listen to the band that I'm working. So when I'm there, I'm just trying to guess and see what kind of mood I'm getting into. And it works. Like, I've never once had a complaint about, you know, the lights that I do. And it's all about, like, how that music makes me feel and, like, the mood that I'm getting from that band and watching the artist. Like, I wait for a singer to, like, 
get down and get ready. I'm just like, fucking bright lights. But I'm just one of those people. I'm more of a theatrical person. Like, I hate that flash and trash stuff, which is really popular now. What is that? That's like people just hitting buttons and cans are just, and there's strobes and just, it doesn't make sense. It's too busy. I mean, that's the problem with me going to shows now, too. Like, when we went to Ghost. You can't, like, enjoy it because you're watching the lights. I'm, I have to get drunk to enjoy that <laughs> shit. Like, you saw me at Ghost. Yeah. I was fucking hammered. Uh-huh. But, you know, even when we went to Glassjaw, too, I pay money to see these shows because I want to because I enjoy this music. But I'm paying more attention to the lighting and the sound because that's what I'm programmed to do. And it just makes the experience completely terrible I think, for me. Yeah, I think it's it's hard. Like, it's hard for me to listen to albums sometimes because I know how they're recorded and it's yeah. like, oh, fuck, that, that drum sounds weird. Exactly. Or if, like, if you know, do you have uh, issues with, like, watching movies and lighting at all, ever? I know all some people that are into, like, because you went to school for, you were doing film stuff in school, weren't you? Yeah, I got my degree in filmmaking, and that's, that's what I originally wanted to do, was, like, cinematography. So, now 80 grand in debt, and <laughs> fucking five years later, this is what I'm doing with my life. And that's, like, the same thing with, um, lighting with movies, I can, I'll watch it all day, but I'm just always like, oh, that shadow on that yeah. eye, or that girl looks like she has a mustache, <laughs> like, it, it happens all the time, and that's why I don't go to the theater that much anymore either, it's just, your passion ruins what you were passionate about. But at the same time, <laughs> if it, uh, whenever you see something and it's awesome, it makes you care, like, ten times more about it. Exactly. You know, I'll be listening to something like, oh god, like, the drums on this Paramore album sound so fucking good, and everybody's just like, it sounds like drums, I'm like, you don't get it, those toms, the resonance is so good, (laughs) and you know. That's the thing, too, like, a lot of people don't understand, for example, um, my buddy Jerry, I had him come to a few shows at Smalls, and, um, he didn't really, he, like, he understood what I did, but didn't really understand, so I was like, come down to see, um... Mono was playing, and Who? Mono, that Mono? Japanese, like, ambient, like, crazy... Uh, I have no idea who them. they are. They sound awesome. They're, like, <laughs> there's, like, two Japanese girls and, like, two other Japanese guys, uh, Japanese, Chinese, I'm not really sure, but it's crazy. Like, they have a few songs that play on, like, National Geographic's, like, that kind of shit. <laughs> okay. like, like, fucked up, like, make you want to cut your wrist because it's too intense. Okay, More I should have intent- been there. Yeah, you should have, because there was like 15 people there, because no one really knows about okay, them. Okay, so... But that band, for example, like, I didn't know who the fuck they were. He came down, and I just kind of guessed. Like, no one gave me any idea of what I was doing. I didn't get no colors to play with. They just said, you know, do what you have to do. I Going into it, I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is a normal rock show. But when they started playing, it was just... Man, I wish I was so high for that show. Like, <laughs> it would have been way better. Is it a more? Is that like one of your more memorable experiences? Yeah, for doing like your stuff show? like that. That like that show just changed so much for me because I've never had to deal with a band that was just all instrumental before. So like feeling that mood, like like you're riding on an eagle, just like <laughs> soaring through the sky. That came out in my lighting. Like I just. It, it comes to you, and you feel it, and it feels so good. You know, like, when you listen to a really good record, you just get this overwhelming feeling that kind of makes you want to cry? Just sure. just because, like, it, it just feels so right, and it's just uh-huh. so deep. I get that, like, pff, the deer hunter when they play. Okay. 
that dude has the most beautiful voice in the entire world. And when I was doing their lights, I'm crying with a little fucking girl. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so beautiful. But, I mean, that's just me. But again, to, like, my friend Jerry, he didn't really understand what I was doing. And um, he came in, and he watched me. And he closed his eyes and listened. And then he watched again, and he's like, dude, now I completely understand what you do and why you're so passionate about it. Because that lighting brings so much more mm-hmm. to a show. And a lot of people think it's just, oh, it's a pre-programmed thing. No one runs these lights. Yeah. No, it's there's people behind that that are taking their time to make your experience more enjoyable. Or make it miserable. Or I make think. it miserable. <laughs> <They're> not, <laughs> I mean, they might not be trying to, but it's I from the opposite end of the spectrum, I guess, like being a performer, I could tell when the lights are good at a show and it like puts me in a much better mood. Like, like shit's happening and I'm noticing like the lights are changing with it. I'm like, this is awesome. And it makes me like perform better. Cause it like puts me into an environment that's different than just like, I'm in a room, there's people watching. Yeah. Just white light, you know? Yeah. It's just very static and stale. Uh And, um, you know, I get, I get that from a lot of people. Like, my last show at Smalls, I had bad fish. I'm not a big fan, but whatever. <laughs> this is just pulling it out of my ass. But Duke comes in, the tour manager sound guy. He's like, oh, you know, we've worked with you before. We love your your work. It's awesome. So just do it again. I'm like, okay. And, you know, the show goes on. He's taking pictures. He's excited. He's like, oh, it looks so good. Tapping me on the shoulder, buying me shots. I'm like, yeah, man, this is awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know... He comes up to me after the show. He's like, you're one of the only house LDs that really care. Like, I know you don't like this music, but you do it because that's what's right. Yeah. And there's... I I, I don't understand how these people are getting paid the same amount of money I do to just not care. Go do something else. Yeah, I know. You get... You get uh, you probably get people that come in that are, like, on tour. They're, like, the touring like people that probably don't have any idea what they're doing, too. Oh, Especially kids that go to school for it. Now, let me tell you, uh, apparently at Full Sail, you can take an online program or go down to wherever their college is, and you can go for, like, lighting design. Okay, I get it. And these kids come in, oh, I went to college for four years and got my degree. I'm like, okay, cool. Technically, you're really smart, but your show looks like shit. And I get it. Like, that's how you're getting on tour, because you have the experience and the college degree. The resume. Exactly. But it's all about, you know, the experience that you're gaining from people that you meet every day. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I was ever going to be doing this with my life at all. I started playing with lights at a shitty hardcore venue in upstate New York, just hitting buttons on a on a little board. I'm like, yeah! Yeah, I wanted, awesome. I wanted to ask you about how you got into it. But before that, mm-hmm. as I say, I mean, it's like, it's with any type of art. Like, you can have all the knowledge yeah. about it in the world, but it's more about, like, technique and experience with it. That's what it's it like, is. It's like, you know, you could be a shitty guitar player and write an awesome song. Exactly. There was a kid that I went to high school with that was really into making beats, and he was the one other person I knew that was into making beats, and he was really good with, like, the tech of it. Like, he could tell you, like, oh, the oscillators and this, and, like, knew what everything was called. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But, like, everything that he made just sounded like shit. It was, like, stupid. It's, like, he was really smart, and he can hold a good conversation, but he couldn't, like, put it together. Whereas me, is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I know if I turn this knob, it does this, and it sounds good, so that's what I'm doing. Exactly. That's exactly the same (laughs) thing going on here. I I don't know a lot of technical terms, like, with my new job now. They're all corporate America production. 
I love it. It's great. I mean, the people that I'm working with and, you know, doing all these, like, weddings and doing the president and all that yeah. stuff. One, it's more experience towards me, and I'm learning something new every day, which is what I really care about is advancing in my life. Let it be in anything. I just want to learn something new. But, I don't know, it's just <laughs> you know, the technical it. words of these things that they're telling me. I'm like, go grab an L2137, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. That's a cable, right? Like, I'm just going to grab the really big cable with the little holes in it. Yeah. Just give me that. And, you know, some of them are, I mean, they have 20 plus years on me, these guys I'm working with. So, I get it. But they all kind of joke around, like, you don't really know. I'm like, well, I know how to design a stage. I know how to make it look good. So, and that's why, like, they, whenever I do an event for them now, too, they're always just super pumped. They're like, I heard you did really good at this show. I'm super happy. Because... They just have tech people, like tech people that know how to do things. They can turn it on. They know how to make it work, but they don't know how to make it work. Exactly. Work. Uh (laughs) But, um, it's, it's crazy how just in a matter of a few months too, I'm doing that instead of doing shows, which is... Yeah, well, you did shows for a while. Oh yeah. And that's, it it, like got to the point where (laughs) I was upset. Like I was losing my passion for a while and I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted nothing to do with it. And, um, you know, I just kind of mustered it up and just went to my job. And pretty much like anyone that had a job that they weren't really, you know, gun ho about, they just come in, do what they have to do, get it over with, go home, live your life. Yeah. So I'm glad this came on. I got the opportunity to do it because, um, actually, I was working at Slay Bell show last. Okay. And, um, I was working with this new sound guy from, uh, Hollywood. Yeah. And, um, he was, I was telling him, like, how upset I've been about, you know, I feel like I'm going nowhere. The only way I'm going to advance, because at that point, I'm like, the only way I'm going to do anything and, like, make more money is if I went on tour with fucking Rush. Like, that's <laughs> never going to fucking happen. Or if Dio rose from the dead, okay. Like, that <laughs> yeah. that will happen. But um, he's like, you know what? You should just hit up this company. Like, we work with them every once in a while. Just try it. So I just sent them an email, just like, do Hey. And that's the company you're working for now? Yeah. And they called me like two days later. I went in and I slowly worked up to my point where I'm at now. And it's awesome. It, I'm very fortunate to have that. Especially they put enough trust in me to hire me. Like, mm-hmm. not even knowing like what I do. I told them I did rock shows. They're like, uh, <laughs> okay, well, we'll work with that. And there I am. <laughs> Here you are. But yeah, upstate New York. Ah, the good old days. The good old, good old hardcore scene oh. days. Let's backtrack a bit. Let's let's get into this. <laughs> you don't have to be embarrassed. I was there too. Oh man, that's how we met. This, this, this <laughs> is true. This is how we met. We we're both fucking hardcore turds. So yeah, let's talk about that. Well, um, as you know, I grew up in Rochester, New York. Um, I lived near the venue, the Penny Arcade. Yeah. Uh, like the only bands we ever got in there that were awesome at the time were like a mirror, <laughs> a Casey Strain. I mean, we all thought these bands are awesome at one point. Maybe not you. I don't know. <laughs> I thought they were sweet. I think I have like the two to three year advantage over you two. Yeah. Them better. See, I'm I'm way down here, <laughs> way up here on that level. But um, yeah. I mean, those are the the kids I hung out with. You know, I ended up going on tour with a few of those kids back in like 2008. Got to experience that, and then I went off to college. But yeah, that Penny Arcade place, like that shithole bar, got me to where I am. Like, um, did you like discover? that type of music just by going to shows there randomly like yeah. just like 
neighborhood kid their show's happening like what's this yeah i mean i would walk down there's a little ice cream shop right next to him i'm like mm, i'm gonna get me some abbots if anyone knows what that is but <laughs> you know i i went down and i'm like oh there's shows going on i'll go in hang out see what's going on and that's how i met like all of my friends there and um you know, after years of going to shows and being an asshole and fucking up a lot. <laughs> Corrupted youth. Yes. <laughs> um, the sound guy at the time, Dave, he's like, yeah, why don't you just play with some lights? Like, stick around with them. Like, okay. There was five buttons. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I'm just like, ooh. Was it like one ooh, of those ooh, things ooh. that just has a, how they have like a, the outlets on the back and you just like plug in like work lights and you can like... Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I think there was maybe 20 parkans there and two colors. Like, yeah. <laughs> not not much. But, you know, at hardcore shows, it doesn't really matter. No one ever paid attention to the lights. They're more... Pay attention to the mosh. Yeah, the mosh and fucking <laughs> making people bleed out of their fucking eyes. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> before, before you found that shit, were you into music at all? Yes. Okay. Um, growing up, like, my dad... He had a huge influence on, like, what I listened to. He's, Your dad's a metalhead, right? Yeah, he's a fucking pure metalhead. I mean, that's the only reason why <laughs> I listen to this music. Like, we'd take a car ride and I'd listen to Cradle of Filth. Okay. And, like, Marilyn Manson. So, I was a goth kid. Like, I wore the big, yeah. like, chain pants and yeah, the same trench here. coat. I mean, yeah, it was bad. And then I got really into, like, the Smiths and <laughs> the Pesh mode. Like, it went from that to that to hardcore to whatever the fuck I'm That's not now. still too drastic, though. There's, like, some people that you talk to, and it's like, yeah, I went from, like, Backstreet Boys to, like, Blink-182 to, nope. like, like that, like that, uh, like that Total Request Live progression. Oh. You know? Yeah, I, my parents actually blocked MTV from me because they didn't want me to be corrupted. Well, I, I was already pretty fucked up anyways. But was your mom into, like, metal and stuff like that? Yeah, my mom, like... She used to tell me, like, that's how my dad and her met. They went to, like, school together, but they would go to, like, anthrax shows okay. together and shit. <laughs> and, like, Reich. So, both my parents, like, huge influences on who I am today. And um, my biggest fans, like, they completely support everything that I do. At first, they didn't get it, but then now they're really into it. Same with the tattoo thing. Like, you're never gonna fucking do anything with your life. I'm covered in tattoos, and I have a fucking career. Yeah. So, I mean, and they... Well, you lucked out. You also have a good head on your shoulders. Exactly. There's a, there's a lot of people that uh, were in that same kind of shitty hardcore scene as us that aren't doing so well nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why, like, I'm glad that, like, my mom punished my ass when it had to be done, but she gave me the freedom to do what I wanted to make my own mistakes. You know, she'd let me go to these shows and let me go out, and she knew I smoked weed. She knew I was drinking until she caught me drunk or whatever. Then I didn't get hit, but when she found, I went, yeah. that's a different story. Um, I'm glad she did what she did, because when I went on tour, that's when I realized, like, hey, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to smoke weed anymore, I want to make sure everyone else is okay, because all my friends at the time, too, were, like, big drinkers, and, you know, they were big partiers, so I wanted to make sure that they were okay. Okay. And then when mom. I got to... Yeah, I know. I was tour mom. <laughs> Fuck me. And then when I got to college, too, like, I was more passionate about sticking to my studies and doing well because I, I was always a really good student i guess like all throughout my life you finished aip yes there's not many that i know <laughs> finished. I, I actually got a paper degree like six months later it was awesome okay um yeah that that's cool too it sucks like a lot of people talk shit on it and yeah it sucks like you know you had so much money and all that other stuff but the teachers that i had there were pristine and they encouraged me to do more i mean that's 
where I met my best friend Jamie, who got me into doing lights here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, she worked at Diesel, so I started filling in there, and then she was working at Alter Bar, so I started filling in there. And I've worked at virtually every venue in Pittsburgh now, and um, that school has just a little bit to offer for the experience that I got through people, and just meeting people that I'm friends with now. I mean... I hear that the school's okay, depending on what you go for. Exactly, what you go for. Um, every graphic design student that I know... <laughs> Dropped out because yeah, the- they were doing drugs, <laughs> uh, being idiots, not doing well. I mean, that's their own fucking yeah, fault. Yeah, the graphic design people tend to not make it through the AIP program, it seems. No. I can't really think of any other... I mean, I everyone... think the visual effects people do good. Yes, a few of them. I know they're... I think the video game department or whatever it is is good, too. Yeah, the video, all that, and I mean, every person I graduated with, pretty much... Um, they're all doing big things. They're all traveling and doing videography stuff and being awesome. I'm just like, well, here I am still just playing with fucking lights, touching my butt. Like, <laughs> but I mean, you're doing something with it. That, that is now. true. That it, is t- true. it took some time, but, um, so nothing happened with video essentially. Do you, have you done any projects in school? Have you I... thought about it? Or you just... I was just more really into, like, the weird experimental films, like, naked girls and shit. Like, cool. that's, that's the stuff that I played with, and I based it all off my lighting, and, like, whatever, you know, music I chose for that, that piece that I had, I, I'd play with that, because, um, you know, for a minute there, because I was really into the Deer Hunter, I chose a few things off their album that I made into, like, this little movie, and, um... Was this like a class project? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, I never got to fucking finish it, but I mean, it looked fucking cool for the little bit that I did, and that's that's what I based everything off of. And a lot of my teachers hated it, and some of them got it. (laughs) I mean, it's art school. Fuck you. Like you don't have to get it. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I just remember my one professor when I was doing my like log out, like finally leaving, graduating. I told him, like, I was going to be working, I want to do, like, the music industry, like, that's what I want to do. And he's just like, don't become an alcoholic and don't do drugs. I've seen everyone (laughs) fall off the wagon doing that. It's been, when did I graduate? 2012, I think, so a good two years almost. You seem like you're on the wagon. Yeah, I I feel like I'm still there. Yeah. I mean, I like to drink here and there. I like to, you know, do whatever, but no, I don't feel like that would ever become a part of my life again, because, like... When I was a teenager, I fucking hated it. I didn't... I almost went down the wrong path, and I'm glad I just kind of told myself to stop. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. How did you get into video? You know what? I or just... Or is it just, like, a random choice? Um, when I was a kid, I... I just remember I, I kept begging my parents for a video camera, like, one of those <laughs> shitty handheld, like, camcorders. Mm-hmm. So they bought me one, and I, I just... I love playing with it. I love going outside with it. Like, we would take family vacations, and I'd videotape everything. Just, I just really liked it. And I remember, um, a lot of times, I would get grounded a lot. Like, (laughs) fucking, like, my parents would take the TV away, take, like, everything in my room away, all my toys, and I'd be left with a CD player or whatever. Why are you getting grounded? I was an asshole kid. Okay. For one example, um, me and the neighborhood kids... We had those big super soakers. Yeah. So, you know, we're riding around on our bikes, fucking squirting random pedestrians, whatever. And uh, we got the ice cream man when he came down. And he was pissed. Like, he was a big, fat, old guy. 
And apparently, like... He doesn't like, like being any more wet than he already has to be. Exactly. It was a hot <laughs> July day. <laughs> so we figured, you know, let's fucking spray the guy. And he, like, called the cops on us. Oh, all geez. this stuff. So for that one example, I, I was in trouble for, like, two months. Like, couldn't watch TV, couldn't do anything. I had to eat dinner, then go straight back to bed. But my mom would leave me with my CD player. So... I pick whatever CD I want. It was probably like Newfound Glory or Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> at that point, and um, I would just sit there and close my eyes and listen to it, and I could like picture in my mind like what that song wanted me to think of and like okay. wanted me to see, and that's how I feel like it kind of triggered me towards video and triggered me towards lighting because that's all I would think about is just like this would be really cool if this happened during this shitty song or whatever, uh-huh. and um. Yeah, and that that's why I was like, can I have a camcorder? I want to videotape things that, you know, make me feel good. So that's what I did. And Do you still have, like, your home movies oh, from when no. you were a kid? No, actually, the neighborhood kid, this asshole kid, <laughs> he destroyed, like, all my stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, why? Um, I mean, I don't know what it is about <laughs> the kids I hung out with, but they were, they were shitty fucking people. And I don't think they're doing much of their lives now either. But um, I remember I let one of them borrow my camcorder, and he purposely poured grape soda all over it and, like, destroyed my one tape that I had because that was, like, when I first got it. And it, like, had all the footage from, like, my, you know, vacation where I went to Florida and all this stuff. And I had a few other ones, but I don't have anything to play them on. That's they're my probably p- buried away somewhere. I have a... I have a ton of tapes. They're actually right in here that are like the weird high eight tapes. Yep. And I can't find a player to play them. I have a lot of this stuff transferred on VHS, but when mm-hmm. I transferred it all, I only transferred like things that I thought were funny at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we're talking like, you know, 10 hours worth of tapes on one two hour tape. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot <laughs> missing, and I would love to see what I know. Like... I'd love to just go back in time and like. You could buy the players. They're like 50 bucks. I just haven't wanted to make that investment. I know. I just, I don't want to. I keep, every once in a while, I ask around, like, hey, do you have one? You have yeah. one of those camcorders? And nobody fucking has no one No one anymore. has those. I mean, Maybe you'll come. I, I really would love to take the time and, like, go through, like, if I could find them, like, old tapes and stuff and figure out what the fuck I was thinking when I was 15 years old. <laughs> but. Are you a nostalgic person? Do you? Nostalgic. Think, care a lot about like stuff you were into as a kid. Yes, I do I, I do. I do. Like, what were you into besides music? Do you, like any comic books? I was uh, really into toys, Pokemon. Pokemon cartoons. was my thing. You don't really strike me as like having like a girly childhood. No, not at all. Like my dad, whenever I went over, because my parents got divorced when I was young. When I go over his house on the weekends, like he would make me spaghetti dinner, and then I would play Nintendo. Or whatever, and I would play, like, Star Fox all okay, day. Okay, yeah. And uh, we would watch Star Wars on um, Laserdisc all day. Mm. <laughs> like, that's the stuff I grew up on. Like, Star Wars is a huge thing in my life now still. Just because, like, it gives me that fond memory of me and my dad bonding. Because we didn't really bond a lot when I was a teenager. Like, I have that piece on my leg. It's Darth Vader's his father underneath it for him. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, silly weird things like i had every spawn action figure you could think of and i destroyed them all <laughs> my uh when i was a kid too uh, my stepsister she was really girly and uh she would always try to get me to play barbies with her or whatever so i would grab my alien action figure and just <laughs> fucking smash her barbies with them i 
I'm sure I had some girly points, but well, I mean, did you do any sports? Um, I was a soccer player for a while when How I was old? a kid. Real young, like toddler okay. soccer. And then when I got to middle school, surprise, surprise, I was a cheerleader. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Plot oh, yeah. twist. <laughs> <laughs> I was a cheerleader. From... So is this like pre-goth or were you the goth cheerleader? I was the goth cheerleader. Have you ever seen that, that uh, cheerleading movie, Bring It On or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that one like rebel girl. <laughs> uh, it... I didn't have a lot of friends on the cheerleading team, you know. I, actually, I went to Catholic school uh, growing up, okay. too. Okay, plot twist. Yep, another one. That's why I am who I am today. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I went to Catholic school. My mom got me into cheerleading, so I did it. I mean, it was fun. We got to travel, like, to different parts of upstate New York and do competitions because I was a really competitive person. <laughs> oh, yeah, even if do it was cheerleading. And do you it, remember any cheers? No. <laughs> Not at all. Because, like, back in middle school, I think we just did basketball. And then when I got a little bit older, I was doing, like, all-star cheerleading, where it was just, you would go to a gym with a bunch of other people and uh, just do, like, gymnastics and do these crazy routines. And that's all I did. So did you do, like, backflips and stuff? Yeah. And then, plot twist again, I, uh have a sciatic nerve problem now like my sciatic nerve is caught in between my spine so i had to quit cheerleading i was actually paralyzed for like a few days i couldn't move really? or anything yeah it was really fucked up because i was the girl that would throw the girls in the air oh, okay so i like worked out a lot i was really muscular at the time now i have a beer belly and i hate life and i like donuts so i mean <laughs> but yeah like back then that's that's what i was really into but i was really into listening to marilyn manson i remember my dad would drive me to cheerleading practice every once in a while I'd still have like black makeup on my hands. so like you did cheerleading because your mom got you into it yeah she got me into it and I actually enjoyed it like it kept me busy I didn't have to be friends with the snotty girls you know I kind of just worked out and like did my own thing which is nice and um yeah none of, I don't think any of those girls are doing anything with their lives either <laughs> how long did you when did you st- oh, you stopped whenever that thing happened yeah that was it had to be my sophomore year of high school okay so, yeah it was it was kind of disappointing. Was that a bummer? Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a little bit of disappointment, but I mean... Was I that around the it. time that you started, like, going to the shows, though, yes. and you found that? Yes, that is exactly around the time I started going to hardcore shows and being involved with that whole thing, which was um, very crazy, just, like, jump, because I was oh, yeah. so used to, like, being around prissy girls that just... I didn't like, and then finding this whole new realm to get into, and then turning... <laughs> Did you, like, scene little- girls? Uh. (laughs) did you find better friendships there um i wasn't really like actually growing up i didn't really have many girlfriends there was only like a handful did you do any mole ratting yes (laughs) yes a lot uh i remember fuck i remember this one time there was this place called grease ridge mall where i grew up that's where all of us hunt out like friday night yeah absolutely go walk over there you know stick around and just sit there. I, I don't know why that was such a cool thing to do. I loved it. Sucked. It, it sucked. It sucked. What did you do? Just sit in the, the I don't know. court. We would like fuck around. We had a good arcade. We would See, go over to the video store that. and, you know, I'd look at all the anime VHS tapes. <laughs> and then, you know, we'd get some food. I'd go to the Japanese place, double chicken all the time. See, we didn't have cool shit like that in my mall. Like, and then, like, we would go and just walk around and every once in a while they'll have like those RV showings in the middle of the mall so we're like, oh, let's fucking climb around in here and lay on the bed. Like, we, uh, that's all we had. <laughs> I don't know. We would like 
pull a lot of pranks. And then somebody thought, like, oh, man, we should start videotaping this stuff. And then I got my mom to get me a video camera for Christmas. (laughs) And then that was, like, how I started, like, getting into, like, filming stuff. I didn't... I really liked it a lot. And then, like, we made, like, a couple, like, small movies that were, like, really, really bad and things like that. But I was, like, I got... I developed this interest for video stuff. Yeah. Because of... Just stupid things that you did. Yeah, because of us, like, throwing dead fish in the water fountain at the mall. What? Yeah. Where'd you get the dead fish? They had... They sold them at, like, Kmart for, like, they were, like, a... So you would purposely... You would walk over to the Kmart, get fish, kill them... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They were fish that are already dead that you use as bait to catch bigger fish that eat small fish. They were, like... They sold them as bait. So they had... A tank full of dead fish. No, they were, like, sealed. Like, vacuum-sealed dead fish. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why have I never seen this? I mean, I haven't seen them since then, but it was because a thing. Because it's your fucking fault. They're... That's why they stopped selling them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's... I can't believe the stuff that we would do when we were, like, 15, 16 years old. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We had this friend, Rob, who would, uh, the, on the escalators... He would, like, pull the rubber thing, you know, the escalator. Yeah. He would pull it so whenever it got down around, it would get stuck, and they'd have to take apart the escalator to fix it. And we he thought got away it was... with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but nobody would ever know, because he would just be standing there. And... Oh, man. Apparently, it was real easy to do. You just had to be pretty strong. And he was, like, one of those dudes that was, like, 16 with the body of, like, a 30-year-old. <laughs> just, like, this really big dude that just, like... Baby man. <laughs> yeah, like, he probably should have been on the football team or something, but he was just, like... He chose to be a jackass. <laughs> yes, he was just an asshole. But that's how I got into doing... I got into filming stuff because of doing that. Doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we would have probably had the idea to film that stuff if it wasn't for jackass, so... Thanks. There you go. Jackass is Bad. a huge influence <laughs> on all of my life decisions. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't do anything too stupid though. We never did. Nobody ever got hurt. Actually, I, no. I take that back. A kid did break his wrist once, but whatever. <laughs> um, it wasn't me. Yeah. So. I, yeah. The one. The kids I hung out with when I was in like in middle school, they would do that stuff all the time. They would like go really fast down. You know, the steepest hill that we had on a skateboard, just, like, laying on their stomachs. (laughs) And I would just sit there and just, you know, laugh. They tell me to do these things. I'm like, no. Yeah. Good. But me and my cousins, actually, when we were kids, we would take, like, um, those red wagons. We would all sit in it. We're, like, Oh, like the radio flyers or whatever? Yeah, yeah. We would all sit in and then go down the hill and purposely crash. And, uh, that, I don't know why I love doing it, but I did it all the time. Like, I'd love to just roll down a gravel hill and beat the fuck out of myself. But that was when I was younger. Then when I got older, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't want to hurt myself anymore. But, yeah, that was a good fond memory. My cousins were bad influences on me. Because we, at, at the time, they lived, like, in the country area, uh, called Hilton. They had huge cornfields everywhere, you know, Bum fuck nowhere. Uh-huh. So we would take, like, you know, snowmobiles out and, like, ride and purposely crash them. I remember this one time, we set up a trampoline underneath this huge beehive. Oh, my, no. my one cousin, Timmy, <laughs> thought it was the greatest idea. We're like, oh, yeah, this is such a good idea. So we're jumping on it, and he smacks it with a stick, and the thing explodes. I just book it. The rest of them were getting stung, and <laughs> I... That was just the most bananas thing I've ever seen. I I'm so I still haven't been stung by a bee. Till I've today. never been stung by a bee. I was just I was just gonna ask you. I've never been stung I, by I a bee. I thought that day might have been the day, but it never happened. 
but I just <laughs> watch. So we're, both of us by the time this episode goes online, a fucking both, swarm of bees. <laughs> both of us are gonna get stung by a bee. I'll I'll have to update it on the end and let. Oh. I'll have to add, I'll get a hold of you and find if out. If you curse me, if you curse me, <laughs> you brought it up. Okay, so it might have been my fault if <laughs> it right, does happen, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that it doesn't. <laughs> we're free from bee stings. Yes. <laughs> what what brought you to Pittsburgh? I mean, for, I guess, the school, but I'm assuming there's other schools you could have gone yeah, to. Yeah, like, uh... Or is it... Open. Let me open this beer. Just luck of the draw that you ended up here. Um, well, when I was in high school, since I knew I wanted to go to some sort of art school, I decided to, like, apply to Purchase, you know, um, the Film Academy in New York, all this other stuff. And I got, I got accepted to all of them, but I chose Pittsburgh because, one, <laughs> my space days... I knew a kid that I was really into that lived in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. All right. So I was like, all right, like I'll check out Pittsburgh. Let's let's see how it is. I meet up with him first. I really like him. Man, I'm surprised I never like got murdered or anything from my space. Like nothing weird happened there. <laughs> but um, I, I was really into this kid. I went to the school, did um like this online testing thing. I went to the the place, and I don't know what I did brought my portfolio which was weird because i wanted to go for film they told us to bring in uh drawings i'm not a fucking drawer so i brought in like just bullshit fucking drawings they were so bad i don't know why but they're like oh these are great like you're accepted i feel like they'll accept anyone yeah i mean by the looks of all those kids that sat in that cafeteria i'm not, I'm not talking bad about your drawings i'm just saying oh my drawings are bad <laughs> I, my tattoo artist <laughs> my tattoo artist when I first met him for example uh, I didn't know how to explain the tattoo I wanted I, it. I drew this it's the one up here that says like I've been called a sinner uh, with the, the daughter's, daughter's lyrics yes. yeah and I drew like some shitty girl head with like snakes coming out of its <laughs> body it just looked like dildos just pouring out of its <laughs> orifices and I just remember to look at his face he's just like okay cool like I'll work with it and, you know, like, drew up this awesome piece, did it, and years later he comes out to me, he's like, I still have this drawing, and it just oh, makes no. me fucking laugh. And Pete, I'm still waiting for him to fucking show it to me, because I, I, from what I can remember, it was the worst thing that could ever happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was I saying? The Art Institute. You, yeah, you're at the Art Institute getting accepted, and you yeah, came to Pittsburgh accepted. because of some boy that you met on MySpace. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, like, it ultimately, like, it made me think about how close it actually was to my family, too. Yeah, um, It's yeah. only, like, a four-hour drive, and um, I fell in love with the city. It's just so pretty. Especially when I first moved here. I wasn't a big drinker. I didn't know anyone besides the MySpace kid, but um, <laughs> I would just, like, walk around Southside and uh, walk around downtown and, like, ask people, like, hey, what's there to do? And there was always something to do. And people were so friendly at the time. I don't know what happened between, like, 2008 and now. Because now if you walk around downtown in the middle of the night, you're going to get fucking raped. Like, really? Yeah. You think so? It's such a weird vibe. I don't know. Like, when I first moved here, I would walk around at, like, 3 in the morning by myself. Just because I lived at the dorms at the time. And I did not want to be around any of those people. So I would just, you know, walk around downtown. No one ever bothered me. And now if I do it, it's... All the time, if I just walk a block, someone has something to fucking say to me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm don't sorry know that that happens to you. Yeah, it's weird. Nobody talks to me, but... You're a guy, it's different. <laughs> someone always has something to and say. I'll, everybody always says that I always look really mad. <laughs> like, I have, like, That's this, like... That's another thing, 
too was me. Like people. Do you always... get that? Do people say like, "Why do you always look so pissed?" Yeah, it's just I'm my just face. Like, I just have a pissed off face. But maybe. What in... else do you want from me, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of my friends tell me. They're like, "I didn't really want to talk to you at first because you just have this angry fucking face." I'm like, "I am the nicest person you'll ever meet." But I mean, whatever you want to think, man. I'm glad you at least talked to me. <laughs> I never thought you had a mean face. I'm glad. But let me think. Huh? We met on MySpace. Yes. Yes, we did. Oh, God. But it was because of shows. Yes, it was all because of like shows. That. See, that's a nice thing. Like, I kind of miss the MySpace days. I, I do. I met virtually everyone I'm friends with now from MySpace. I reconnected with a lot of people from MySpace. <laughs> it's weird. I was just really surprised that, like, MySpace kind of fell off the face of the earth and Facebook became big. Because, like, Facebook was meant for college kids. Yeah. As soon as I went to college, I was like, oh, I guess I'll join Facebook. And then all of a sudden, MySpace turned into this ridiculous ad, everyone whore for whore, whatever yeah, the hell well, they did. Yeah, it's going to happen with Facebook eventually. Exactly. And, and then something else will come along. That's exactly what's happening now. It's just... I get ads all the time on my Facebook and just random people that want to add me who have, like, 20 million fucking friends. I'm like, I don't know you. Like, I'm an adult. I don't want to be your friend. I only want to be friends with people that I know in real life. The thing (laughs) that creeps me out about social media now is actually how many... I say adults, like, we're not adults, but, like, older people are using it. Like, when I hear old people talking about, like, Twitter and they talk about Twitter on the news and things like that. It's like, the thing with, like, when social media... When it all started with, like, AIM and yep. MySpace, it yep. was for, like, teenagers. And it's a very teenage thing. Yes. But now the fact that, like, you have, like, legitimate adults. Yes, like, yes. We're, we're not really legitimate we're, adults. We're half adults. We're working on Quarter it. Quarter-life crisis adults. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. But, like, you know, like, legitimate adults that, like, post these Twitter things and you hear them talking about it on the news. I hear it all the time on the radio. It's just like, this is really weird that this is how we're communicating now. here's an example. Like, I'm not a Twitter person. Like, I... Me either. I tried it for a day and I'm like, fuck, this is so dumb. I was watching the news for, like, when the Philippines had that typhoon. Okay. And, um, I I was, like, waiting because, you know, my grandmother and my mom are both from the Philippines and... I got really into, like, trying to research and find her family to make sure that they were okay, because they haven't really communicated since my grandmother moved to the U.S., but I just wanted a little something, and, uh, I was watching, like, what, the Weather Channel or something, trying to get an update, and it's like, if you need more updates on the Philippines, blah, 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 please go to Twitter. I'm like, are you fucking holding world news for me to go on Twitter? (laughs) Is this what you're doing to me? Because I just wanted to know. Same with, like, snowstorms. I would sit there and, like, watch the news, and, like, if you need more information on this weather channel, blah, 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 go on Twitter. Please Twitter our weatherman. I'm like, no! Why are you making me do this? Twitter's meant for turdy kids that like Justin Bieber. Like, I don't want any part of that. I just want to know my goddamn news. Keep it on the news. Or give me a newspaper. And that's the thing, too, with, like, newspapers, there's hashtag Twitter this person, hashtag follow me on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Same with Instagram. Instagram is everywhere. Restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like, I love Instagram. I use it all day. But it just... I don't I mean, know it why has people its, have to do that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has its place. It's like Instagram, it's like, you know, you're out with your friends, you take your stupid picture with yeah. each other, and then you have it for all of you to remember your good times together. Exactly, and that's why I like it so much. But, like, to incorporate that into everything, or have to make uh, Twitter become such a part of your daily life that you need to, like, check the news and think, like, you can't only get the information if you're 
going on Twitter. Exactly. It's... That's ridiculous. Even with Instagram now, too. Like, Instagram was really cool when it first started. I'm like, oh, man, I can just put pictures of my dog on there all day and, like, take pictures of the shows that I'm working so people can see the lights that I'm doing instead of flooding Facebook because Facebook was already getting so obnoxious at the time. So, like, okay, like, Instagram's cool. And then I I set my thing to privacy. So you could see, like, who's trying to add you and stuff. And it's like half-naked girls. They want to follow me. I don't want you to fucking follow me. I don't want to look at your butt. Like, I don't care that you have 5,000 likes in your picture. I don't understand why everything always has to get so bad and then it turns into some other social media network. It just, I hate, like, if I go to... Just going out to a restaurant, it's like... Like, you know, they have, like, the little logos on the door. Like, the Facebook logo. Add us on Facebook. Do yep. this, do that. And it's like, you can't go anywhere without being reminded that these things exist. Like, I can't enjoy the real world without being reminded that my fake phone world is a thing. And, yeah. And, like, these things telling me to, like, go on the phone thing to follow us and do-do-do-do-do. It's like, well, how about I just come here and enjoy this experience? It I was just never... want to eat this food. The first time I got really, really creeped out, actually, I remember this. I was in my bedroom, and there was a McDonald's advertisement. And at the end of the advertisement, they had a thing... They put up, like, a MySpace logo. Like, add us on MySpace. And it, I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. I was like, that's really weird. And now it's like it's unheard of to not have that because right. everybody's doing it. But right. the first time I saw that, I was like, "That's creeping me out." This is for like this weird for teenagers, for like weird kids and stuff. And why? I mean, and it totally made sense for businesses to take advantage of it. Yeah, but it just sucks how and overblown it's gone. You know, what? I'm glad it happened in our childhood and like our teenage years because at least twenty five percent of us like never really got into it and let it suck up our entire life. Yeah. Like, this generation now growing up, they're retarded <laughs> because of social media. And I, I'll i say up and down all day, like, I am a huge social media person. Like, if I'm sitting in traffic or doing whatever, I'm going to check my Instagram. If I'm, you know, sitting alone at a bar drinking, you know, I'm going to see what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I love my phone, but, you know, I don't let it consume my life. And that's another thing, like, parents these days, too, like, they need to start taking a little bit of hold, like, spank their kids every once in a while. Do something. <laughs> Do, make them be a part of something in their life. Get them outside. Go take a walk. Go camping. Stop relying on the uh, electronic babysitter. Exactly. And that's that's another common thing I see. Like, I'm, you know, going in the grocery store. I'm at Giant Eagle, like, do-do-do-do-do. I'm getting my groceries. And here I am seeing this screaming child in a cart. Two seconds later... The mom comes back with an iPad. It's like, here, play with this. And mm -hmm. it shuts up. Really? Yeah, Why don't you yeah. just, just let them cry? I mean, that's what my parents did to me. Like, just fucking cry about it until you're over it. Like, my sister, she's a great mother. Great mother. Is your sister older or younger? She's older. Didn't know you had a sister. Oh, stepsister. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, my stepsister, she's a great mother. But, you know, I never really got to experience, like, being an aunt is weird. I can't even imagine being a mother. I, no, thank you. But, <laughs> like, being an aunt is weird. I'm watching, like, my niece grow up, and, you know, she's just surrounded by so much technology. It's like, I want to give you a ball and let you play with it. Uh-huh. But you don't want to. And, you know, she, she loves watching TV. She loves playing with her new little, uh, there's, like, a kid tablet now, I guess. I don't know what it's called, but it's, like, this little kid virtual play yeah. thing. I mean, I don't... I don't know how different a lot of that stuff is than, like, 
the Super Nintendo that I played as a kid. Yeah. But I still feel like the Nintendo wasn't as accessible as something that's portable like that because it's like I can only play the Nintendo if somebody else wasn't watching TV or doing this or that. You were kind of put on a time restriction with it, which was awesome. Like, the biggest day of my life was when I was allowed to have a computer in my bedroom. I was like, holy shit, this is this is awesome. And then after that, I graduated to a TV in my bedroom. I was like, this is even fucking better. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, when I got the computer in my room, my mom would keep a time on me. Like, she'd let me go on AIM and do those really creepy chats you go into and talk to random people. I never did any of that stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did that shit all the time. And then you'd take, like, hours to think of your, like, be right back message, your away message, or whatever. <laughs> oh, and, like, your AIM profile? Yep. With, like, the uh, clips of your conversation that you had, like, a, a funny part from a conversation you had with another friend <laughs> or something like that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Or some that, song lyrics? That was, song lyrics was my jam. I was like, gonna say, I feel like song <laughs> lyrics would be your thing. But yeah, like, my parents would keep a limit, like, two-hour limit a day, and it had to be right after dinner, you know, two hours, and that's it. That's all you fucking get. And same with TV. Like, my parents would limit how much TV I watch. I could watch whatever. But, you know, it keep me, like, wanting more, and then when my time was up, I'd read a book, or go outside and play, or do something entertaining to myself, or play with my fucking Pokemon cards. I don't know, like... Yeah, it's gonna be interesting as time goes to see what the kids who grew up in a totally digital age what their kids are like combined with how crazy the technology is 20 years from now five years from now it's probably gonna be nuts it took me like three months to figure out snapchat i had no idea what the fuck the (laughs) point of that was i'm like i don't know how to take a picture and send it what 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 am i doing and someone had to sit me down and show me Uh uh-huh and I went to film school. I should know these things. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> well, I think that the thing with all the technology you have now, if, you, if you're if you smart about it and use it the right way, it can be very beneficial in certain but ways. But I feel like most of these kids are going to use it the completely wrong way. No, I meet kids my age all the time, and they <laughs> they aren't real people to me. I'm just like, what, what are you doing? Like, we grew up same age, and uh-huh. you are all the way back here. And I'm all the way over here. I don't understand what you did with your life. You did something wrong. It's survival. I just... I feel like a lot of the time those people still live at home. And they never had any sort of, like, kick in the ass from life that made them do other things. I've talked about this before with my friend Josh, who was the first episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you about this. Uh This goes back to mall ratting and everything. And what stopped me from... What kind of... uh, started pulling me out of my goth days Mm -hmm. and things like that there was this guy that would hang out at the mall with us and he was older but he was maybe only like 22 or 23 he wasn't like old but i mean we're like 17 18 and he's like five years older than us but he's still dressing like us you know and like this one day i had this thought when i thought about how old he was and how he was still dressing like a 17 year old and i was like why the fuck does this guy still dress like this? Why is he hanging out with us? Like, he should probably be doing something else. Like, we're here because yeah, I'm in fucking high school, so I could be here. But I just had this, like, out-of-body experience yeah. where I was like, who the fuck is this guy? That's... And then, looking at it, I was like, that could be me if I don't fucking stop wearing these stupid pants. <laughs> it's like, one day, I'm gonna have to fucking stop this. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, <laughs> one the, day. The, the game's gonna have to change one day. And then what ended up happening was I got a job at Taco Bell 
I've never worked at Taco Bell. Okay. I did work at McDonald's. <laughs> I got a job at Taco Bell, and for the job, you know, we had to wear, like, normal black pants, and it was the first time that I had not worn wide leg jeans since I was, like, you know, yeah. in middle school, and it felt so weird. I was like, oh my god, I looked I so stupid. Like, I felt so weird. But it's funny, the, the most positive thing that Taco Bell gave me was the comfort to stop wearing 50-inch wide kickwear pants. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I went to this one middle school where pretty much every person I went to middle school with was, like, a goth kid. I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> everyone's wearing big leg jeans. I don't feel so weird. Because before that, like, I went to Catholic school, then to a city school because I didn't want to go to Catholic school anymore. Granted, I got a really good education there, and they paid their money's worth. Like, I'm glad that I went there for that reason and, like, learned to be who I am now. But uh, it was just a terrible experience. Like, I just... The city school, or Catholic school. Catholic school. And that's why I was like, please get me out. I'll go to city school. Like, it's fine. I went to city school, and it fucking was way worse than Catholic school. (laughs) So, did, did you end up going to, like, an alternative school? Like, is that what it was? Is that why all the kids were goth and, like, fuck-ups? Well, no, like, after <laughs> after city school, my dad lived in this uh, suburb called Greece. So I was partially living with my mom. You know, my dad's like, okay, we'll take you to a suburban school. I was like, okay, fuck yes. Like, this is way better than a city school, so whatever. Went there, and, like, I met a lot of really good friends that, unfortunately, like, I don't really talk to any of them anymore. And I hope they're doing well, but, you know. No, that's the same thing that happened with me. Uh, after high school, everybody just kind of split. I have one friend that from high school that I still talk to. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I have very many. Um, like, all the, like, mall rat A lot of them I'm friends with on Facebook. Yeah, I am friends. Really with, talk much. Yeah, I'm friends with a couple of them on Facebook, and they are, I don't know. Yeah. Most of them squared out. None of them were fucked up, which I guess is good. Yeah. But like, they all kind of, they're way more adult than I am. But, you know, I decided I wanted to, like, make music and stuff. And... Yeah, see? Be a little different. Let, let the world happen. Yeah, middle school, you know, I, I made a lot of friends, and then I went to high school, and that's where kind of, like, I switched gears from, like, the big-legged pants. Like, as soon as I got to my freshman year, that's, um... I would still wear my trench coat, but I'd wear skinny, like, jeans and, like, a cradle of fill shirt. You know? <laughs> that was kind of switching gears. And then, for a minute there, I started dressing, like... Hollister, like I bought a oh, lot. Really? Of ho- oh really? Oh yeah, just for a minute, like. Was it during the cheerleader? Yes. Okay. That's when I started developing a little more. So I was like, mm, mm. I'm gonna wear these tight jeans with rips in them, and spend fucking eighty dollars. That didn't last very long. <laughs> what a weird, weird time. I hate high school. <laughs> like I, I think about it now too. I'm just like, man, I kind of wish I could go back and like not have responsibilities I don't, I, I don't miss high school I miss uh I, I mean I don't miss school but I miss those years mm-hmm. because it, you know I didn't I didn't have to work I didn't and have I to just, pay for anything <laughs> it was just like you know I'd go to school and then just hang out with my friends and, yeah, and like, draw and whatever I, I always think about like I just want to sit down like write all write all this stuff down as it comes back <laughs> memoirs and, yeah just <laughs> memoirs of Ashley the lighting person that doesn't really do anything with her life besides hang out and work. But it's awesome, though. Like, I, a lot of people can't really look back on their past and be like, wow, this really influenced me to be who I am today. Not a lot of people have that. And I can say it full-heartedly. Like, there's a lot of points in my life where I'm like, that's why... This happened. This happened. This is... And I don't feel like anyone's destined for anything. I don't feel like there's a 
path written for anyone. You just kind of let life happen. Yeah. You just There's so many paths you can take by one decision that you make. And um, you know, I have a few friends that are really into, like, thinking that there's, you know, destiny. Like, things are meant to happen this way. I'm like, you shouldn't let you shouldn't think like that because it's going to limit you to what your possibilities are. Mm -hmm. You know, if I didn't take the chance of being drunk one night at altar bar and some guy coming up to me saying like, I need an LD tomorrow, Mr. Smalls, can you make it? I have this console and all these lights. Do you know how to use it? I didn't know how to fuck to use any of that stuff. I was like, yeah, like (laughs) it was during a Casey Estrange show. I was hammered. (laughs) And, uh, one of the promoters just asked me like, Hey, can you come in? I was like, yeah, man, I'll totally be there at fucking 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was there, and I jumped on the internet and figured everything out, and I worked at Mr. Smalls. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, like, with the job that I have now. I was trying to get a job at this place, but I guess they didn't really need anybody. But they were like, do you know anything about screen printing? <laughs> it was like, I knew, I knew, I knew what it was. A handful of And, stuff. like, a very small, I, I didn't know enough to ever be, yeah. like... I wouldn't want anybody to pay me to do this. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And I went down there and I saw everything they had. I was like, yeah, I got this. And then the next week before I started, it was like YouTube, internet, looking up all yep. the stuff that I possibly can. I mean, that's realistically how like I advanced in my career. Like I, You bullshit your way enough to the point where you don't look dumb. Uh-huh. But you can figure it out quickly and on the spot. And there you go. And then you bullshit your way enough to, like, talk to certain people, and then they just help you out, and boop. I mean, that, seriously, that's the only way I I am where I am today. Yeah, and you're not working in, so you're not working in music anymore, maybe, to some extent. You might, yeah, you, you, you did, like, a ballet or something, right? I guess that's music. Yeah, I did, um, I did the Nutcracker Ballet a while ago. Um, what was it, a few weeks ago, I went to Johnstown to work their, uh, college festival, it was a DJ, Mayday Parade, and oh. some other, this white rapper kid named Sammy Adams. Hmm. I don't fucking know. Don't he was know. pretty terrible. And let me tell you, Johnstown's an awful place. Oh <laughs> yeah, Johnstown's depressing. I've never been there, never thought I'd be there. You know, I go, I go in, you know, the student help was actually really nice, because we didn't get, like, a union or anything to work with to help us unload the trucks. But yeah, the student help was really nice, they did everything we asked them to do, and then the show goes on. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I, I feel confident about this. This is going to be an easy show. There's kids, like, fucked up on some sort of drugs there. Like, I don't know what it is, but every kid that I encountered that night, <laughs> their eyes are cross-eyed. They're scratching their skin. <laughs> they can't even fucking stand oh, up straight. Yeah. Uh, last night, we were at that Moving On Fest in State mm-hmm. College. And we went up because I we wanted to see Fits in the Tantrums. Yeah. And after Fits in the Tantrums, was Khalifa was playing. Oh no. And so like as we're leaving, like this place is just getting packed in with like the worst looking type of people. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> college culture to begin with is like a fucking nightmare, especially in towns like that. But like you combine that with like a Wiz Khalifa show that's free outdoors, nope. it was just a mess of people. The worst kind of people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I can get from like college things. It's just a bad, bad time. <laughs> I mean, like I, I was super pumped that you know I'm doing lights for Mayday Parade because I remember I really liked them back in the day. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be sweet. And then you know, like a lot of people were leaving during them. I'm like, why is everyone leaving? 
And then Sammy Adams comes on, and then everyone's fucking half naked. <laughs> There's boobs being shown everywhere. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is fucking weird. Like, uh-huh. I think of all of my years of working shows, I've never seen anyone show their tits to anyone before until this one. And that's like five years There's now. There's always a first time for everything. And it was just, like, the trashiest girls. I just remember this one blonde, blonde hair, fucking duck-faced turd girl. I don't know. <laughs> She's wearing, like, this really short dress. And she was on something. I don't know what it was. Because it wasn't just excitement. Like, I could see excitement in someone. She was on some sort of drug. Probably Molly, I'm assuming. Because that's, oh. like, the big drug these days. Yes. Gross. But... <laughs> She's jumping around. She's not wearing any goddamn underwear in a miniskirt. And she's like, ah! she's running around in heels, falling all over the place, making out with every dude that walks past, like, the front of the house. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And that's what I think of Johnstown, is that fucking girl. <laughs> she ruined it for me. This ew. <laughs> and then, like, next week, I'm going to be in Akron for their spring festival. Okay. So, I mean, I'm still doing shows here and there, doing more corporate. Like, I've done presidential gigs twice now. Uh, A lot of country club stuff for, like, auctions and donations. How does that work? Is it just, like, somebody, somebody, like, outbids another auction and you make the lights all red and just, like, (laughs) dun-dun-dun? Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Just, like, really, really overdramatic auction lighting? I could do that. Um... (laughs) You know, like, the country club stuff is really just, like, the setup of having, like, a nice wash so everyone could see someone. It's not even really with the light. It's just having it there so it seems natural. Like, I'm not really doing anything. Okay. It's just... Well, that's an few, easy gig. Yeah, it's super easy. It's long. It's easy. And it's it's new. Like, it's a little more refreshing. And I get to play Candy Crush all day. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Do you, uh... I, I think I asked you this a little bit earlier, but do you miss, like, film stuff at all? I, I miss it so much. I think about it all the time. Like, me and Jamie, uh, the other lighting girl, she went to film school with me. Like, that's how we met, really. Yeah, and, um, you said that. We, we talk about it all the time. Like, hey, you know, like, we should try and film something. But it's expensive. Sure. Like, I don't own a camera. She doesn't own one. Well, then, and we think yes. about, like, all these crazy things that we should do. Like, we really wanted to start, like, something like The Office. But about the music industry and, like, okay. the dumb things that happen. But, you know, it's, that's beer talking and, you know, so uh-huh. and so forth. And, like, I miss, you know, playing with ideas and, like, visions that I have. I just don't... You can't do it this... You do it a little bit with lighting, but it's still... Yeah, yeah. You don't have, like, total control over the exactly. situation. Exactly. And that's why, like, when I work shows, too, if I'm really into what I'm doing, I'll videotape it to, like, critique myself and... See how that actually made me feel after the fact. And, um, you know, that's another good thing, too, is, like, I like to criticize myself for what I do and, like, look at what I do to make me a better person. That's that's another thing, too. I remember when I was in art school, people would take critiques really hard and just, oh, yeah. like, you know, rip up their painting or destroy their work or do whatever because the professor said, like, I don't like it because of these reasons. And that's... That's what I like to hear, especially this new job that I'm at. You know, if I'm doing something wrong, someone's going to fucking tell me. I'm like, good. Like, I, I need to hear Yeah, I don't want to keep doing this wrong. Exactly. And, um, 
And I just wish more people would be into that. Like, just knowing that, you know, everyone's here to make you a better person. And that's why I miss art school. Like, these professors might not like me as a person, but they like my work. And they want to make me better at my work. Fucking cool. Like, tell me I suck and tell me what I can do to make it better. And that's what I did. And, um... You made it through. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and uh yeah I, I miss filming I, I really really do maybe you can uh take some of this money from your new fancy job <laughs> and get yourself a nice camera yeah i mean even like a mediocre camera like a gopro i mean <laughs> it's the cool thing going back to like technology and it catching up and new crazy things yeah it's not hard to get a camera that takes good video now. It's not very expensive you know, either. With this technology too, like um, we talked about it before, the MIDI control stuff, the lighting, that scares the shit out of me. Like, because because you, it, it makes you like replaceable. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you know uh, Bethlehem? Yeah, they, they um they played with Fintroll. I was at that show. Yeah, yeah they that. well they don't have it anymore, but they did have. Um, a whole lighting setup that they would bring with them whenever they headline shows. And it was all MIDI-controlled pre-programmed. Yeah. And the drummer would just start the trigger at the beginning of the song, and he played to a click track, and they had everything pre-programmed. Which, like, I mean, it's cool for them, because they have everything exactly how they want, yeah. and it works. But, you know, for people like you, it's like, oh, I have nothing to do. Well, um, you know, I between the Buried Me, for example... I fucking love that band. But, um, years ago I had them at Altar Bar. And, you know, they didn't, their show was awesome just with, like, they wanted, like, simple lighting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. And I got to enjoy the show, whatever. And then I did them last year at Mr. Small's, and then everything was MIDI controlled. And I was like, fuck, like, this band is so technical and so amazing. And for me, being a lighting person, I'm like, fuck, like, I could never tour this band because, one... They have a MIDI control now. Like, they don't even have to worry about it. They're like, oh, well, I'll spend X amount of money for all this stuff. Poof. It's done. Well, it's a weird thing. You know, if you combine... You can kind of, like, make sense out of it combining a few things that you said prior. Because before you had mentioned that somebody had said that, like, oh, like, you never see LDs that care this much. Yeah. If you're a band that's touring three-fours of the year... And you experience that, you're like, well, fuck, we're tired of having shitty lighting people. We can't find somebody to tour with us because yeah. all these shitty people, let's just let the fucking computer do it. You know, we have more than enough money to make this happen. Yeah. So that's the thing, it too. makes sense. But at the same time, it sucks for... But the thing is, having setups like that's really expensive. It is. And you're gonna, you're not gonna come across many people that can afford it and do it. Yeah. So there's always gonna be a place for people like you. I don't think that it's gonna... I can only hope. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that that tech is ever gonna get affordable enough that it becomes something that everybody And, like, the music takes. industry, too, always has, like, this weird lengths of, like, when it's really bad or it's really good... So sometimes bands can't afford that extra money to, you know, take a, a lighting person out or take a sound person out because they have to use the house people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've gotten offered a lot of tours, and um, but there's like, we don't have the money. And that sucks. Like, that, I wish I could just work for free, but then I'd be living a fucking lie. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone needs to make money. But um, the music industry is such a weird thing. It's so weird. 
Yeah. Well, you're going to have all your fancy corporate and auction well, friends now. Poo. <laughs> poo. <laughs> I, I mean, granted, I love it. Like, hi, Ashley. Uh, oh, hi, Charleston. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> no, How's I... your boat? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll have a boat. Maybe one day. Mm. You should work on getting the camera first, though. I know. The camera will be a better, better thing for me. <laughs> and then you can make, like, a sweet movie or something. Sweet little short film. You can make music videos. That was my dream as a kid. I was like, I want to make music videos for fucking Nippon Glory. You you said that. Yeah, like (laughs) sitting in your room with all of your stuff taken away from you because you're squirting the ice cream man with water guns and (laughs) listening to Newfound Glory in your room, imagining music videos. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it got me. Right here. Said right here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Shit. Oh, life. I don't even understand it. I hope one day I can be a real adult. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm working on it. But no. for now, I'll just, uh, I'll sit on my bedroom floor with my other friends that are trying to be adults and talk about <laughs> being adults. I, I like it. I'd much rather be doing this and working a real job. Well, hey, thanks. Thank you, Brian. And that's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Ashley rules. I wish we could have gone to middle school together and been goth BFFs, or at least fellow mall rats. Ah, well, we found each other eventually, which was better than ever at all, and for that I am very thankful. I wish her nothing but the best in everything that she does with her career. Anyways, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening, and yes, I will be back next week with another new episode. So don't worry. I am Sykes, Start the Beat Podcast, 2014. Thanks for listening.